Well, hey guys, good morning. Um, it's a new day, a new week, and uh, we're going to pick up the pace a bit this week and zip along. Uh, we we did not do that last week, and I am not apologizing. I would love to still be hanging out in, in the first 11 verses of Philippians 2. I love the whole chapter, but especially that opening. And um, we can afford to pick up the pace a bit this week. So we're going to start in verse 12 and go through verse 18 today. This is a pretty cool passage to tie on to last week. So open your Bibles to Philippians 2 verse 12. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you both to will and to work according to his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world by holding firm to the word of life. Then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. But even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. In the same way, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. Well, um, this is a perfect little passage to follow on uh, that that beautiful hymn that we were singing all last week in verses 5 through 11 uh, in light of Jesus Jesus' self-humility uh, and or self-humbling, his self-emptying and his exaltation. Therefore, how then shall we live? And Paul says, this is what I'm going to ask of you. I'm going to ask you that whether I'm present with you or absent from you, that you would continue to be obedient to all that I've taught you about walking with Jesus. And he says, this is how you do this. You You continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. This doesn't mean that you... Um, this doesn't mean that you you walk around in fear of going to hell. It doesn't mean you walk out and walk you walk around every day in fear of being disconnected from God. It means that you are serious, that you are that you're sober minded, that you are uh, reverent, and that you are intentional about you know growing your faith and, and growing in your walk with Jesus uh, each and every day. Um, and he says that if you do that, then, then you are actually going to find that, that, uh, that the Lord himself will be pouring into you, producing in you both the will and the, I guess, the energy, the capacity to do his work and, and to accomplish his purposes. And then he gets into a very practical section, which is the, really the meat of this for me. This is the part that I love. And, and this is a bit of a, ministry mantra for me, something I return to over and over again. This is probably one of my silver bullet messages. When Paul gets practical here, he he says, do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation uh, among whom you shine like stars in the world. So Paul is saying, look, the world's dark. It is, there's a certain dog eat dog mentality that's, that's in the world. Um, and people are very, very accustomed to what it looks like. It's governed by this scarcity principle that says that, uh, you know, what's mine is mine, what's yours is mine. And there's, there's a, there's a, it's a zero sum game. And so if there's a big pie on the table and you take one slice of that pie, then there's less pie for me. And so I got to get in ahead of you. I got to stay ahead of you. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll fight you. I'll argue with you. I'll grumble with you. I'll do anything I have to do to get more 
of, uh, for myself and for you to get less. And it's because we, when we're in the world, we don't view the world as abundant. We don't view even, uh, you know, um, immaterial concepts like love. We view things like this as being zero sum. And so our jealousy enters in and, and I think ultimately what happens is when we view the world through this lens, we become bitter and offended. And I don't believe that Christians have any right. I Beloved, I don't believe you, if you follow Jesus, have any right to walk around offended. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Um, the only thing that offends me is offended Christians. And maybe I say this too much. Maybe, um, maybe you're saying, you know, Jeff, this reveals something about you. Maybe this is an area of struggle in your life. I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe it's it's something I've struggled with in my past. I, I feel like it's something I've gained a good bit of victory uh, in my life. But um, I certainly, you know, don't want to return to this place. I don't want to be easily offended. I don't. I want to. I've. It's been an aim of mine in Christ to become unoffendable. And the beauty of this is that Paul says that when we get to this place, it is so incredibly counterintuitive or countercultural to the world that when we live in a place of not returning um, vitriol for vitriol or anger for anger, but when our enemy, you know, casts stones our way, we return love. When we do this, Paul says that we shine like stars in the world. He actually says that we, um, that we're like celestial beings, like angels, and um, and basically, his his great prayer for them is that you we would continue to grow, that the Philippians would continue to grow. He doesn't he doesn't make clear here whether they're grumbling at God or grumbling at each other. He says in all things or everything you do, do it without grumbling and arguing. He says it doesn't matter if it's amongst each other, if it's towards God, if it's towards your enemies, your neighbors, your coworkers, your boss, your spouse, your children, in everything you do, do it without arguing and grumbling, so that you may be blameless and pure. And he says, when you do this, you validate my work. Not, I don't labor for nothing. And uh, I have a little note on my wall that says, my personal mission is to see Jesus Christ formed in every person I relate to. And I want to tell you, I so resonate with Paul's heart here in this passage where he's saying, even if I'm poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I'm glad. I'll rejoice. Again, it's a massive theme of this 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 book is is joy. And I feel very much connected to Paul's heart here in that all I want to see in the people that I pastor or that I lead is to see Christ formed in them. It doesn't matter if you've known Jesus a long time or if you don't know him, if you don't know him at all, if you're far from him, all I want to see is you come a step closer to him and step by step by step until he is fully formed in you. And, and Paul says... Um, that when uh, you do this, it means that he's not labored in vain, that his life counts. Even if he has to lay his life down, even if he dies sacrificially, he says that, um, that there, is, there is joy in his heart if he has to lay his life down this way. And he wants the Philippians' attitude to be the same way. To, he's going to return again and again to this constant theme of joy, a joy that isn't based on our circumstances or what's going on, but quite the opposite, really. Uh, even if we have to lay our lives down, that we would be glad and and rejoice in all that we do. Uh, and so I'm praying that that would uh, at least be the start of our week, that we would find gladness and joy in the beginning of this week and that our whole week might be um, 
formed out of the beginning. So Jesus, we pray that you would start us off with uh, hearts like Paul's that would be um, full of gladness and joy, but also, Lord, that you would work out in us, uh, you would fill us with this with the, the sense of your spirit being so strong within us, Lord, that everything we do this week would be done without grumbling and arguing and that we might be blameless and pure and that we might shine like the stars uh, to a crooked and perverted generation. Lord, we want to feel your pleasure as we long to be formed in your image. We will continue to work out our salvation, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. And Maranatha.